I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall, a show here on WEHC where we get to sit down and talk with a graduate of Emory and Henry about some cool things that they're doing. And today, I have with me here in the studio, Maddie Cotaspati, Emory and Henry class of 2023. Talk about fresh off the graduation stage. How you doing, Maddie? I'm doing good, Monica. How are you? Good. Well, I ran into you in Bristol during Rhythm and Roots. You were out there with a big camera filming the goings on. Tell everybody what you're doing these days. Yeah, so I am a multimedia journalist with News Channel 11 in Johnson City. So that basically is um, I have the cameras, I, I take all the video, I write the stories, I edit the stories, I put it on the web. Um, it gets proofed, but I'm the one who writes the web story and then it goes out there. So I'm, you know, a jack of all trades when it comes to journalism. No kidding. And you're too young to have like, you know, the 20 mile view of things. But is that kind of a new thing in journalism where you sort of have to be a little more multi-talented? It depends on the station. You know, I've, there are other like news stations across the country where you are your job is a reporter. So you just write and produce the package. Um, but it's also kind of it's I guess it's a little easier for some to just like do it all. Um, it's becoming more and more of a common thing now, I think. Again, I only speak from my personal experience, but um, for the most part, you'll see a lot of um, journalists, especially in this area, who will kind of do their own. They'll do the camera work and everything. So it's becoming more of a popular kind of way of doing journalism. Yeah. So when did you get the job? I mean, you really just graduated. So I was offered the job in April, um, and I was able to... Before you graduated. Yeah. I had applied and interviewed and everything, and I was able to finally announce it in May, um, so I had the job set up prior to graduation and then I started June 5th. So I'm about three months in to this new, almost four months into this new job. That's amazing. You know, I hear about people like you who have a job lined up before graduation. I was not that person, but I'm, I'm, I hear about people yeah. like you. So did you do an internship there? Yeah. So I interned in spring of 22. So I, it was one of those where I did a 240-hour credit hour, in, or not credit hour, but 240-hour internship, so six credit hours. Yeah. Um, I was driving an hour a day. So I, I was going Tuesday and Thursday um, to this job because those were my days I didn't have classes. Right. And my news director, who was, you know, my supervisor at the time, he was like, you know, you're driving all this way. We want you to get the full experience. So you'll come in at 9.30 in the morning, and you'll work a normal 9.30 to 6.30 shift. Wow. And I was only supposed to work a three-credit internship. And um, Professor Trish was like, you're going to finish your internship by, like, March. Oh. So you may, because I was working, you know. Because you, I was because, working nine hours, 18 hours a week right. um, doing this internship. He's like, you're going to be done halfway through the semester. So you might want to bump it up to 240 credit or 240 hours and just, you know, do a six credit internship. Sure. And you're getting more experience. Um, and so I, you know, I did this internship from January until April. So I, you know, I did the full semester internship, but I was there twice a week. Man. Um, so, yeah, I was like, I knew a lot of the people going in. I grew up watching News Channel 11. I'm from the air. I'm from Kingsport. So News Channel 11 and News Channel 5 were my big thing. So yeah. I, 
I went in and I was like, oh my gosh, I used to watch, like, I went up to the anchors and I was like, I used to watch you growing up. Oh, and cute. felt bad because I made one of the, ang- I told one of the anchors, she was like, oh yeah, I started here in 2001. I was like, oh, I was born in 2001. She yeah, goes, never, she goes, we don't want to know that. <laughs> no, no, students never understand how much we don't want to know that. No, I was just like, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd forgotten that you grew up in Kingsport. So that's kind of cool then that you've gotten to, you know, work in the place where you're kind of familiar with Yeah, things. and it's, it's also very helpful um, for, especially, you know, with my job because you're going to need those resources. So I like, you know, people in the school system because I, you know, I graduated from Kingsport city schools. I, you know, just, I know a lot of people in the Kingsport area. So when it comes to those stories, I am able, I have those connections. Mm -hmm. And then even being an Emory and Henry grad has also helped. I was doing a story on Tennessee Hills and I called the up distillery. Yeah, yeah, I called up Steven and I was like, hi, I'm a reporter with News Channel 11, also an Emory and Henry grad. So go Wasps, you know. <laughs> so it's very, you know, sometimes it helps to have those connections, being yeah. lo- especially being local, because you're like, oh, yeah, I'm from this area. I knew this, right. you know, this place. So, you know, I go to my old high school and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this place. I graduated from here. Wait, what is your old high school? Dobbins Bennett oh, High School. I should have known. I wanted to give you a chance to say it because Dobbins Bennett people. You know who you are. They it's, Dobbins Bennett people think there's not any other high school in the world. We're. It was so funny because like Dobbins Bennett's a huge high school. Yeah, I graduated with five hundred and something other people, and then I came here and only like when I came here, there were only like out of my graduating class, it was me and Jet McReynolds. Oh, we well, were what? The, two fine humans. We were the only two from our graduating class to come to Emory and Henry. Yeah, and there's there's others now, but it's still not like. You know, it's not the same numbers you'd see if you go to, you know, East Tennessee State. And you, like, because the majority of those people will have gone to local high schools. Right. But you come here, and I've maybe run into, like, four or five people from Kingsport. Or oh, like good. Or even from Dobbins-Bennett. Yeah. You know, just in general. Like, Kingsport is more, you can get some that are from, like, Church Hill area and, you know, close by. But there's not a lot of us that are from... Dobbins Bennett here. I mean, I guess there's more is it now. Just, but. Is it just sort of an easy expectation that you're going to go to ETSU? It's it's a a lot of people like to stay close. Um, I was not one of those people. I tried to. It was funny. I told everyone. I um, Emory and Henry. I will say Emory and Henry was not my first choice. Only because. What? So I was trying to what? get. I was trying to get as far away from Kingsport as possible. Okay. So I was looking. And at, this is not that far. It's not. It's only an hour from where I live. Right. Um. But I was looking at, like, Elon University. I was looking at mm. Lenore Rhine. I was looking, you know, North Carolina. I was trying to get out. And I couldn't – they didn't give me scholarship money. They were like, you have to have a 31 ACT to get any scholarship money. I had a 27. I was like – That's I, very close. Yeah. I was like, close, but I took it one more time and couldn't get above a 27. And I'm like, I'm done. Um, so – and I'm not, I'm not saying I regret coming to Emory and Henry for any reason. It just was not my original choice because sure. I was trying to get farther. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I tried to get as far away as I could. And everyone's like, you got an hour. <laughs> and I was like, it's still far enough. I can see where they might mock that <laughs> mock that just a little bit. But at the same time, once you get immersed in things, you probably didn't run home all the time. And your, no. your parents didn't show I, up all the time. No, I, my parents never showed up. They maybe showed up like on family family weekend. And then sure. after that, they're like, we're not, we're not coming to see you. I'm like, okay. But, um, but so that's it, good, though. I mean, they let you have your yeah. own thing. I would go home every now and then, but it wasn't like an every... I was going home every weekend, right. mostly because I had to pay for gas. I mean, I was far enough away that I wasn't seeing the same 
people I went to high school with, right. but it was close enough that if I needed to go home, I could. You were a communications major, yes. correct? Yes. Did you sit around in high school and think, I want to be Miss JHL one day? So actually, yes. Um, <laughs> when I was, so my middle school, we had, we have middle school journalism. I was, I did the newspaper for two years. It was not my thing. I was not a fan of having to completely write. And so then my eighth grade year, I decided to audition for our, yeah, I had to audition for it, uh, audition for our student newscast in eighth ah. grade. And so we would, it would be one of those where you'd either anchor, do um, sports or weather, or you'd be behind the camera or just like on the prompter or whatever. Right. So I, I found myself really enjoying being in front of camera. And I don't know, that might be very, you know, narcissistic of me where I'm like, oh, I really like, you know, looking yeah. at myself. Yeah. Look at me on TV. Look at me on the prompter. But I, good. I really liked it. And so I was like, ooh, I kind of, you know, I saw myself wanting to do this. So I took classes in high school and I was like, yes, I really want to do this. So and what were you able to take in high school? So we had three, you had three broadcasting classes. They ah. were just, it was just broadcasting one, two, and three. No, but that's cool. And you would, we would record a newscast. It wouldn't like go on air or anything. It was just for us. Right. So somebody would be in the director's chair. Somebody would run a prompter, sound. Somebody would do weather. I was always Well, wow, that is great experience I was always for anchoring. high school. Yeah. And so I, when I graduated and decided I want to do this, I came in guns blazing. When I came to Emory and Henry, <laughs> I was si- I was signed up for like three or four uh, mass comm classes when I got here, and I think it was second semester. At the end of second semester, Dr. Finney was like, "You're gonna run out of classes. You've already taken like all of the intro level. Um, you just need." And I was like signed up for electives for the next semester. So oh he's my like, gosh. "He's like, you can't take this class till you're a junior, and you can't take that class till you're a senior. You're gonna run out of classes. You have to double major." So I was a I was a psych double major, um, which was it's very helpful. I still use some of that today. I bet. But I definitely like I would say even if you come in knowing what you want to do, I would you know still take time to explore because again I was taking random by the end of my like senior year I was taking random classes. I took a like myth, myth magic and rituals. Ooh. Um, Who taught that? Doctor Doctor Wells. (laughs) Nice. So. I Dr. like Jack Wells. Jack Wells. Yeah. I took that class and I loved it, but it was like I was taking random classes my senior year because I was like, I I don't have classes to take, you know? That's funny. So I was like, that's my advice is don't go in guns blazing. Even if you are like, this is what I want to do. And like, you can still take those intro well, level yeah, classes, but, but take time to do other because yeah. you've got your electives. Right. You know, I like, again, I had to, I didn't take all my electives first year because I was like, okay, I'll take my foreign language and then I took like three journalism you know three mass comm classes and then you know threw in a science class and I yeah, was like, yeah yeah I need so, to do more you were trying a lot of stuff and that's exactly what you're supposed to yeah. do in college that's yeah. exactly right I want to remind everybody we're speaking today with Maddie Cottesbody who was an Emory Henry graduate from 2023 for crying out loud so fresh off of the graduation stage she probably I think I, I, you're still wearing your, your your graduation gown I think oh, I yeah. saw you walk in with that oh, on. Yeah. yeah let's talk a little bit about what it's like now that you're actually in the business, I mean, you wanted to do this. You, like you said, you came in guns blazing, taking a bunch of classes. So now that you're there, is it what you thought it would be? 
So I I got lucky by having a professor who's been in the industry. Um, professor Trish worked for WCYB before right. coming to work for Emory and Henry. So he has this experience. So he had given me, you know, he had been working with me through my internship, and he's like, it's going to be like this. It's not going to be easy. And I'm I'm you know I'm not saying it's the most difficult thing I've ever done, but you know I guess something that people need to understand I guess about us multimedia journalists is that it's not we know it's not easy, and it's not going to be the easiest job because there are going to be days you're working 12-hour shifts. And it happens, you know, because breaking news happens. Right. Um, I, and I'm, again, I'm not disappointed. I'm not regretting my choice for any reason. I just, you know, I've come to terms with it's not the easiest job. And right. it's never, I don't think it's going to be easy. I'm not saying it's never going to be easy, but it's, you know, a normal day is going to be kind of like, you know, go, go, go. I, I knew what I was getting myself into, right. essentially, when I came So you in. felt like, you felt like Brent had kind of, Professor Trish had kind of prepared you for the reality. Yeah, he was giving me some tough love at times. He's, because I was like, I, t- he actually told me this later. Um, I was telling him about my interview and I was like, yeah, they were going, you know, um, they were like, okay, we'll give you a couple weeks to, you know, adjust. And he goes, no, they're not. <laughs> and I was like, okay, great. So I, I was actually So doing- they threw you right in? In a sense, I think it helped that I was a I had interned, so I knew what I was doing. Yeah, I did my first story about a weekend to my job. What was your first story? Uh, oh, it was my favorite. It's such a cute story. There was there's a group of pilots from New Jersey in a group called Pilots to the Rescue. Oh, and they will fly from New Jersey along the East Coast, pick up um, stray dogs and cats that people have turned in, and they'll fly them up to New Jersey where. The, I guess, or up to the, you know, up there is where the demand is higher because, huh. you know, down here we've got a lot of, you know, puppy mills and, you know, all this overbreeding, not spaying and neutering. And I guess the demand is higher up where they're from. So they they stopped in Greenville, Tennessee and picked up, I think it was 30 puppies and two, like, adult dogs. Oh, my goodness. And flew, they, like, packed them into this tiny little plane. It was really cute. It was, it was like, the- Jang, it was like dog Jenga. Um, <laughs> and they flew them, they flew them back to New Jersey. And it was so cute. Oh, I mean, all those did you dogs. Get to, did you get to hold a puppy? I did get to hold a puppy. I my stand. So a stand up. Um, for those who don't know, it's basically just like your intro to your package. So it's me standing in front of the camera, just kind of talking about introing my story. Right. So it's literally a stand up. I was holding a puppy. Oh, sweet. so I have a puppy in my hand the whole time, and I'm like talking to the camera with this puppy in my hand. Well, that's you know, if you're if you're trying to win over people to a new TV employee, yeah. give them a puppy. Oh, I was I was joked around with they were I one person looked at me and said Maddie if you don't do your stand-up with this I'm gonna call for your firing and I was like <laughs> I guess you know I guess I gotta do okay, this with this give dog. me a puppy I was give like me a puppy I was right like now. I'm gonna do it because I don't want to get fired that is hilarious um, I knew I wouldn't but yeah but that's really cute though so that that's a pretty great place to start have you had some really hard stories to do so there is currently in Kingsport Tennessee there's a a young woman who went missing. Mm. And I went to a vigil for her. It was like on her birthday. Oh. And I've had to talk to the mother. Who, oh, wow. You know, she, her, I think this girl's like 20, 21. Mm. Um, so she's young, but she, you know, she had gone missing and I was talking to this mom. Yeah. And this mom's just like breaking down. Um, and it's, it's very hard because, you, you know, you have a job to do, but you also are very sympathetic because you're like, this woman, her daughter is missing. And so you have to, like, you have to do your job, but you also... You know, you learn to be empathetic, and, like, I think that's something that psychology really helped me with because, you know, you don't want to go in, this, you know, somebody's crying, and you're just, like, asking the questions. Like, you kind of, you know, you take your time, and you right. learn to be very sympathetic. Um, but I would say that's that was one of the hardest ones as when I was working. I know when I interned, 
um, I went to a memorial service for a student at Milligan who had been, um, he had passed away due to an accident. And I went to that memorial Mm. and that was one of the harder stories I'd even just shadowing because I remember being up in that, I was up in the balcony with our reporter and I was crying and I was like, I don't know this guy, but just being in that, in that space where everyone is like, we knew this kid, we loved him, yeah. was very, you know, emotional. And I went home and I, I went to the ice cream stop and I was like, I need ice cream. I can't. And I was like, I need. That's the right response. Yeah. What, what do your fellow professionals say to you about that? Because if being in some ways, being emotionally attached makes you a, a sympathetic, empathetic reporter. Yeah. <clears throat> but how do you do it without being too involved you just have to I guess I've not had anyone like give me that kind but it's more of you just have to learn your boundaries you have to you know not get too attached so you have to learn um yes like you want to be sympathetic but you can't get so attached to this that you forget what your job is yeah so you know that's something I've had because I'm a very you know i I like to t- categorize myself as very sympathetic. You're like Truvy in Steel Magnolias. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's it's just setting those boundaries of being like, you know, yes, I feel bad, but I'm. it's not going to be one of those where I'm like texting that person every day or like right. obsessing over, you know, a lot of like with a lot of jobs, you have to you kind of let people learn to leave that at, at work. Right. So, you know, you do your job at work and then after you go home. And you just kind of not forget about it, but just don't, you don't dwell on it. You can't dwell it. on it. Yeah. Cannot. There, yeah. And there are days where like, I will make the mistake of, you know, we post all of our stories to social media. Oh. I'll go on Facebook to a story that I did and I'll read the comments. And I'm like, that was a mistake. Because people are not, happy. they're not, they're not always going to be happy with the work that you do. And you, ha- you know, I have to come to terms with that. But definitely like the first time I ever went on to one of my stories and I read the comments, I was like, but let me tell you, the people the people who most want to make a comment are the people who most like to say snooty things. Yeah, you know? and so I was like, I just or have to mean understand. Things. Yeah, I was like, I just have to understand that not everyone's going to be happy with what I do. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's fine. You know, I'm not going to make everyone in this world happy. But Somebody's always going to have a problem. The woman that's, that's here to do the Appalachian Literary Festival, she said... She went after her movie came out. She went to read the comments, and one person said, "Well, this is pro dot dot dot," and the next person said, "This is anti dot dot dot." And mm-hmm. she said, "You know, that's everybody wants to see it. I think the way they want to see it. Yeah, and, that's hard. and you just have to understand that, like, you know, not everyone's going to be happy. And I've learned that even getting just like emails that's like, why didn't you report on this? You just have to understand, like, you have a job to do, and sometimes right. you're not. And you have an assignment. You have an assignment, and sometimes you know, if you have to derail, that's fine. You just have, you know, it's not." You ha- there are steps you have to go through. You can't just say, okay, well, now I'm going to do this. Because right. That's some, not the job. Again, somebody's not going to be happy with yeah, you. Yeah, that's um, not the job. You know, I always ask people what from Emory and Henry stays with you the most, but you've only been out 15 minutes. And so <laughs> sh- I'm thinking you are you probably still remember a whole lot from Emory oh, and Henry. Oh, yeah. I was like walking <laughs> through the campus, and I was like, I remember this. I remember. You do, know, you, do you miss it a little bit? Sometimes. I wouldn't say like, oh, I wish I could come back every day because, you know, Nobody who, you know, even after you graduate high school, you're like, I don't want to go back to high school every day. You're moving on. I think definitely like being outside and like walking around campus was nice um, until I got to the steps of Wiley. And I was like, now I know why. This is a mistake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those 8 a.m. classes in Wiley. Gotta trot. I was like, but. Well, so what? So, you know, I think it's cool that that Professor Trish got you kind of prepared. and, and, And you're saying that you're able to use your psychology degree as you work with people, which is fantastic what what, 
do you find yourself referencing one something or other more than another? There's, I don't know if I could say there's one thing. I think definitely just being able to have hands-on experience here was very something I reflect on because I'm like, you know, I'll be out in the field and I'm like, okay, I remember doing this when I was, you know, when I was in class and doing, you know, camera work with, you know, in MassCom 210 or media, you know, medium communications 210. So, right. I was like, you know, I think it's just my experience of like hands-on. I don't know if there's any one interaction that I'd say would has influenced me, but I'd say, you know, just experience has just been very. Just experience, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's great because, you know, in a small school, you have a lot of chances to really get that experience. And sometimes people don't expect that from a smaller school. Yeah, I, I was a, um, I was the SI for um, meeting communications 210 this past semester when I was in the spring. And there was a lab, there's a lab portion to it now. So we would go out um, or the students would go out with their cameras and they do their assignments. So it was really weird to like, because I didn't have that when I took this class. Uh-huh. Um, so it's very interesting to just like follow these students around with the camera and just like, okay, you got to do this. Don't forget to do that. Oh, you know, you. helping yeah. them out. But it was just like, it's so fun to see these students just like take a camera and just go, you know, make video, you know, make stories and take videos with it, you know, especially to the first, some of those first time using a camera like that. So it's just really fun to watch. Did you like it enough that sometimes you think you might want to teach? I've thought about that. Um, you know, it'd be one day down. I wouldn't say I'm like going to come back tomorrow and become a teacher. But, you know, one day down the line, if I'm like, okay, I don't really like to be in the, you know, I don't like to be in the workforce right now, but I'd love to still do this. I have yeah. thought about, you know, coming, maybe, you know, maybe I'll kick Trisha out one day, but, um, I don't I'll, know. I'll let him know that you're gunning for his job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In, give him, you know, about, you know, maybe 10 years, 15 years down the line. Like, not not anytime soon. Right. Because I, I'm not ready to go back to school yet. Uh, well, but, there's that. Yeah, there's that because you just got one finished. So how early do you get assignments? Do you know what you have coming up next? So it just, it depends. So I work the, typically, two days a week, I work night side, which is 2.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. So sometimes, Shoot. depending on what's going on that day, something will be assigned to me, and I'll find out when I come in that day. Mm-hmm. So I get in early around 2.15 because it gives me time to not only see if I have an assignment, but to find an assignment and say, okay, I want to pitch this. So usually it, it's a hit or miss that day. And it's the same with any because I work day side, which is 9.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. some days. And those are going to be the, the times where, like, normally I'm the one that's having to pitch a story. So it just sometimes reporters will set stories up in advance so we've got one reporter who set she's got stuff lined up all week kind of thing (laughs) and then there's some of us who are like we just go day by day (laughs) and so you know we don't always know what we what we're going to do that day it just depends on whether there's something that day that they're like okay we need to put a reporter on this so we'll go ahead and assign it all right but most of the time I just kind of come into work and I'm like all right what am I doing today well I was I was wondering if you had something coming up that you were excited about getting to cover I don't know I don't think so but hey it's 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 your day off you don't have to cover anything yeah I was like today and tomorrow and then I'm back in work from Friday to Tuesday so well I'm I'm gonna see if I can cause a little bit of a stir in Emory just to get you back to cover it how about that yeah I was um, (laughs) I was like, we'll see. It just depends. I was like, I was trying to come up for the ribbon cutting, and then oh, yeah. we had breaking. We had breaking news. Well, I had to go to a different meeting, and then we had breaking news. So I ended up going to Lee County, Virginia. Oh, 
which is about two hours from Johnson City. Yes. So, yes. you know, breaking news happens and it derails your entire day and it happens. But I was trying to come up for that. I was like, oh. you know, that's twice you've said that. And I'm thinking, is there a T-shirt that says WJJHL? Breaking news happens. It should. There should be I a want shirt. That, I want that shirt that just says breaking news happens. Yes. Mm-hmm, you know, happens. because it does. There, I had, it derails your day. I had store. There was one day I was doing a kitten cafe story, which is so fun. <laughs> I love those. This, there's this lady in Kingsport who will like go to different places around like in the Tri-Cities and she'll do kitten, like pop-up kitten cafes. <laughs> And pop-up kitten. You had me at pop-up kitten. Yeah, it was. It's great. You pay like it's like fifteen dollars an hour, but you get to play with kittens for like an hour, oh um, and it goes towards helping spay and neuter those cats. Oh, that's but good. I was doing. I was covering that event, and all of a sudden, um, my producer comes around, or the producer for that day comes around. And he's like, "Maddie, you have to go to Bristol right now." And I'm like, "Why?" He's there are like, kittens. There's a. There's a. And I was like, "I'm working on my kitten story," and he's like. He's like, or I was in the studio, but he was like, you have to go to Bristol right now. And I was like, what's going on? And there's like, oh, there's, there's a standoff, like a, you know, in the road, like on the side of the road and you have to go up there and go now. Oh and goodness. so I like driving up there, my cameraman's off in another place. And I'm like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta meet me up here. How long until you get here? He's like, eh, 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, oh no. so we're, we're both on our way there. And I, I got to do one part for that story. I got to do something short. I didn't get to put the full story together. But, you know, it just happens. Sometimes you, you have a plan for a full story and then something like that happens. So, right. you know, you just have to be very – I think that's another big quality that you want to see in a MMJ or, a, you know, a reporter's flexibility because sometimes you're going to be so passionate about a story and then it's not going to work out. Yeah, There are days where you could have, like, three stories, ideas, and none of them will work out. You know, I just want to know, did your boss come in and say, I need you to leave, I'm really serious, no kitten? No kitten. That would be nice. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. Stand off. And I was like, but my, but my, but my kitten story. Think, think of like, how perfect it would have been if there had been two kittens standing off. That would have been, that would have been good for everybody, right? I know. Uh. I ended up got, going to another kitten cafe like a few, recently, and I was so excited. I was like, yes. That's too funny. It's a great time. Is it, is it weird that you're getting to be like on camera like it's, it's, so fast? I mean, I kind of expected it. You know, they can't, they, you know, you start. Because again, you're having to do everything. Yeah. I was, I was ready for it. I knew it was going to happen. I had done practice stand-ups when I was interning. I recorded me reading at the news desk when I was an intern. So I was prepared to like sit at the desk and be like, you, you know, yeah. I knew I wasn't going to come into anchoring, but I was prepared for it. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't too shocking to just be in front of the camera. Funny. It is really weird to like, you know, obviously people that I know are going to come up to me and be like, oh, we watched you on the news. And you did so great. Aww. But then you go out in public and you like say your name and everyone's like oh you're that news lady and i'm like yeah that's kind of cool though and i think with the last name caught a spotty you're not it's gonna very recognize you're not gonna like, miss that one they're like oh we we've heard you on the news all right well i think it's fantastic and i'm really proud of you and excited for you and i can't wait to see what happens next who i mean really look what you're already doing you've been out of school 15 minutes 15 minutes exactly i got off the stage and i ran I exactly like, it's a wonder to johnson city it's a wonder they didn't have you covering graduation that day i know just in the back and then i walk across the stage with camera on that would have been actually wicked cool wouldn't it so, i'm like okay everyone smile for the for the news <laughs> i do my stand up on the stage oh my gosh i can't believe they missed that opportunity
Maddie Cottespotty, Emory and Henry class of 2023. Thank you for being my guest on the Duck Pond Wall today. Thank you for having me. This has been fun, and I want to thank everybody for being with us today. Thanks for listening to WEHC 90.7, WISE FM WISE 90.5. Please keep listening because after all, this is the voice of Southwest Virginia. Thank you.